Welcome to the Long-Term Care Insurance Q&A podcast, brought to you by ltcshop.com, where we make it easy to shop for long-term care insurance. My name is Scott Olson. I'm your host and co-founder of ltcshop.com. I'm a certified specialist in long-term care insurance with over 25 years of experience in the industry. The goal of this podcast is to help answer the most common questions you have about long-term care insurance and to help you prepare for the future. Let's get to today's question. Today, we're continuing our series of podcasts called uh, Long-Term Care Insurance Alternatives, or as was recently emailed to me, uh, someone asked, Scott, are there any alternatives to long-term care insurance? Well, one of our maxims here at ltcshop.com is not everyone needs long-term care insurance, but everyone needs a plan for long-term care. Long-term care insurance is not right for everyone. In fact, we tell about half the people who visit our website to not buy long-term care insurance. We have a special little tool we created on our website. It's proprietary. No one else offers it. It's called the Policy Finder. If you haven't used it yet, go to ltcshop.com and click on Policy Finder. Just answer a few simple questions, and if long-term care insurance is not right for you, we'll email you and tell you that. If long-term care insurance might be right for you, we'll email you a custom quote within a few hours. You don't have to give us your phone number. You don't have to speak with an insurance agent. It's simple fast, and private. Now, last time, we talked about one of the more common alternatives to long-term care insurance, and that's health savings accounts. Uh, Health savings accounts are a special type of savings account that allows you to deposit pre-tax dollars into the account, kind of like a traditional IRA. Uh, The money grows tax-free, just like a traditional IRA, uh, and when, But when you pull the money out, you aren't taxed on the money, as long as you use the money for medical expenses, like co-payments, or deductibles, or prescriptions, or even long-term care costs like nursing home care or home health care. And when you use the money for medical expenses or long-term care expenses, you're not taxed. I mean, that's awesome. That's what's unique about these accounts. You save on taxes when you deposit money into the account. You pay no taxes on the growth of the money. And you pay no taxes on the money when it's pulled out to cover medical expenses and long-term care expenses. It's a brilliant idea. There are only two catches. In order to open up uh, an HSA, your medical insurance policy has to be HSA compliant. In particular, that means your medical insurance policy has to have a high deductible. And there's limits on how much you can put into it. Depending upon your age and your marital status, you can deposit somewhere between $3,500 a year and about $8,500 per year. Uh, And you you can't make deposits into the HSA once you turn 65. Okay, once you turn 65, no longer deposits are allowed. Now, the money can be be withdrawn to pay for long-term care tax-free, 
And that's why some people view HSAs as a great way to plan for long-term care. Last podcast, we talked about a couple I had a conversation with who were in their late 30s, and they're going to be able to retire early. They're aggressive savers, and they'll probably retire in their mid to late 40s. And they're considering using an HSA to fund future long-term care needs. They currently have about $40,000 in their HSA, and they expect that to grow to about $300,000 by the time they're in their mid-60s. Now, there's only two main problems with their plan to use the HSA to pay for long-term care. The first problem is this. $300,000 sounds like a lot now, but within 30 years, it probably, probably would pay less than 18 months of care. If only one of them needed long-term care, they'd burn through that $300,000 pretty quickly. Secondly, the, but, and the, really the biggest problem with their, pl their plan is that they don't know when they might need long-term care. What if one of them needs long-term care in their 50s? That would wreak havoc on their retire early plan. But there are three other reasons why they should not rely on an HSA to fund their future long-term care needs. And I'm going to give those to you right now. In order to get an HSA, you must have a high deductible health plan. High deduct deductibles are great when you're healthy and have no health problems. <laughs> okay? But high deductibles are not so great when you have health problems and need medical care. And that's the primary purpose of the HSA. It's the primary purpose of the health savings account is to cover the high deductible in the HSA compliant medical insurance policy. Okay? So it's kind of a catch-22. You've got a, a you you can put the money in the HSA, but the only way to put money in the HSA is if you've got a high deductible medical insurance policy. Now, I've had an HSA since 1999. And every year since then, I've deposited the maximum amount allowed into my HSA. And I can tell you that today, I have less than $20,000 in my HSA. That's right. I've deposited over $100,000 into my HSA over the last 20 plus years. And I have less than $20,000 in my HSA today. Why is that? Because I have a wife and four sons and we've needed knee surgeries and ear surgeries and nose surgery and special dental appliances, all kinds of things. And we've used the money in the HSA to cover the deductibles and the co-payments. Planning to use an HSA to fund your future long-term care needs basically assumes you won't have any major medical expenses from now until the time you turn 65. And that's pretty unrealistic. So, but Scott, why did you take the money out of the HSA? Why didn't you just let it sit in the HSA and grow? Why not just pay the deductible with money from your emergency savings. 
Well, because if I'd done that, I would have had to pay the deductible with after-tax money. A $6,000 deductible paid from my HSA costs me only $6,000 because it's pre-tax money. A $6,000 deductible paid from my emergency savings cost me about $8,000 because it's after-tax money. So that's why I, didn't, I, I did it that way. Now, am I suggesting that someone should not have a health savings account? Absolutely not. I think HSAs are great. I've had, like I said, I've had one for over 20 years. But HSAs are not a sound replacement for long-term care insurance. And there's two other reasons why HSAs are not good ways to self-fund long-term care expenses. The first is this. You can use funds in an HSA to pay your long-term care insurance premiums tax-free. Remember, with an HSA, the money grows tax-free and the money can be taken out tax-free when used for medical expenses. And the IRS considers long-term care insurance premiums as a valid medical expense. So you can pay your long-term care insurance premium with your health savings account. You can pay it with tax-free money, okay? There are some limits based upon age, but most, if not all, of your long-term care insurance premium can be paid with pre-tax dollars from your health savings account. Now, Scott, do you use your HSA to pay for your long-term care insurance premium? No, I don't. And that's because I'm self-employed. And self-employed people can pay long-term care insurance premiums with pre-tax dollars, even if they don't have an HSA. There's a special tax deduction for self-employed people that allows this. So I get the tax savings for my long-term care insurance just because I'm self-employed. But if you're not self-employed and you have an HSA, well, it makes sense to use the HSA to pay the premium. The second reason why you should not plan on using, or the second, the second tax reason, uh, the second tax-wise reason you should not plan on using your HSA to pay for long-term care is that the withdrawals from HSAs to pay for long-term care expenses, like home health care or nursing home care, those withdrawals are tax-free. But that type of care is tax-deductible. In other words, since long-term care expenses are tax-deductible, so if you had to pay for home health aid, you know, $50,000 a year for a home health aid, or if you had to pay $100,000 a year for a nursing home, okay, uh, those expenses are tax-deductible. You can deduct them on Schedule A of your tax return. You're better off using some other vehicle like a 401k or a traditional IRA to self-fund your long-term care, not a health savings account. If you plan on self-funding all or part of your future long-term care expenses, you should earmark your traditional IRA or your 401k for that purpose. Withdrawals from the traditional IRA or 401k are taxable, but you can wipe out most of that tax because you can deduct 
your long-term care expenses. So what did I recommend for this couple? Well, I recommended that they buy about $600 worth of, I'm sorry, $600,000 worth, $600,000 worth of, of long-term care insurance with a 3% compound inflation protection. By the time they reached their 60s, they'd have about $1.2 million worth of long-term care insurance benefits. By, you know, late 80s, early 90s, should they live that long, they'd have about $2.5 million of long-term care insurance benefits. And they could purchase that for about $75 per month per spouse. And they could use their HSA to pay the premium. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Long-Term Care Insurance Q&A podcast brought to you by ltcshop.com. At ltcshop.com, we compare all types of long-term care policies to help you get the coverage that's right for you. Visit ltcshop.com today and click on Policy Finder to get a custom LTC quote based on a few simple questions. If you found this episode helpful, go ahead and give us a rating or share it with a friend. If you have more questions about long-term care insurance, you can email me, tweet me, or take a look at my book. It's entitled Simple LTC Solution, and it's available on Amazon. You can find the links for all these in the show notes. I'm Scott Olson, your long-term care insurance expert. Until next time, thanks for listening.